Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Allendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Vaccine tourism. The scarcity of the vaccine around the world has caused some wealthy individuals to seek out the vaccine in other countries. NBC News reports that an Indian travel agency has coined the term vaccine tourism. Oh my goodness, really? All right. Okay. So let's see what this is. Right before the vaccines rolled out in December, the travel agency announced it was registering customers for a package that included a four-day trip from Mumbai to New York City and a coronavirus shot for about $2,000. There you go. Another travel agency popped up offering similar packages. It's not clear how many people signed up for the vacation package, but the notion that somebody with money could fly to another country to get the scarce vaccine was raising both outrage and ethical questions. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, this was not an isolated event because in Florida, reports of privileged individuals from Canada, Brazil, and Venezuela going to Florida to get the vaccine prompted the state's Surgeon General to sign a public health advisory requiring vaccination providers to ensure that every person who gets the shot actually lives in the state. Now, wealthy Americans who live outside of Florida have also been able to get vaccinated in the state. Richard Parsons, the former chair and CEO of Time Warner, described on national TV how he flew down from New York to Florida just to get the shot. Uh, That must be nice for you, Mr. Privileged Richard Parsons. He and other wealthy people were able to get the shot because the executive order that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed just before Christmas gave priority to people ages 65 and older, but had no other specifications. That changed with the Surgeon General's public health advisory. However, nearly 40,000 people whose address is listed as out-of-state have already gotten the vaccine. And who knows what's going to happen with the second dose, guys? You're going down there, you're getting one dose of a vaccine? Losing local news outlets causes misinformation to spread. It's so important. Our local media is so important. Okay, many communities in America rely on local news outlets as their only source of credible and reliable information. However, according to Time Magazine, more than 2,000 counties don't have a newspaper or other credible source of comprehensive information. So, local news outlets have been struggling for a while. Time Magazine reports that more than 2,000 newspapers have closed in the last 15 years, and about 2,000 communities that have had local news outlets in 2004 don't even have one in 2019. The COVID-19 pandemic has only made things worse due to loss in advertising and circulation revenue, as well as layoffs, cutbacks, and furloughs. This loss is also costing communities valuable sources of local information about viral spread, vaccinations, and more. 
As local news outlets disappear, they leave behind an information vacuum that makes way for the spread of misinformation on social media and other media platforms that look to be organic local news, but instead feature articles generated by algorithms and reused from other news outlets and public data sets. The consequences of the reduction of local news has become especially clear during the pandemic. Over the last year, political polarization and misinformation has caused some people to doubt even basic facts and scientifically proven preventative measures. Don't we know that? That's why we started this podcast. In these cases, local news coverage is even more important to confirm the truth for their communities. Now, a local newspaper editor from Swift County, Minnesota says, in small town America, the newspaper is the only source of information. And again, as I just said, this is one of the, if not the main reason why we started this podcast. And we do do a show on Facebook every day uh, that you can find at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And you can find that under my professional Facebook page, uh, Dr. Mark Allendary. We did this to become a credible resource for those looking for information on COVID-19. If people are armed with the correct information, they can make informed decisions to keep them and their families safe. Double masking. Since the introduction of new, more contagious variants in the United States, a push to wear two masks rather than one has occurred. So is this really more efficient? What's the best way to protect ourselves in the wake of new variants? Health experts have weighed in. And let me just also say that uh, we do know, since this story was uh, first written by our writers, that the CDC does recommend a double masking. And I will actually be reading one of these stories very soon here on one of our public health updates. But in the interim, Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, and Dr. Fauci, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the show. So please call in. We would love to do an interview with you. Anyway, in the interim, Dr. Anthony Fauci says, if you have a physical covering with one layer and you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it's more likely to be effective. We do now know that the CDC uh, has found evidence for this as well. Now, he supports that more layers may reduce the risk of contracting COVID-19. And other experts note that it's better to layer your mask, especially if you spend much of of your time indoors or in populated areas in which transmission is more likely. What the CDC has recognized through some studies was that if you put a surgical mask on as a base or a KN95 and then you wear a cloth mask over that, uh, that works, or a very well-fitted mask like a can or a surgical mask that they do what they refer to as a, uh, a knot and tuck method. You can find those all over the internet on how to do those will really create a tight fitting mask. Me personally, I use a can 95 as a, as a base and then I wear a cloth mask over that. So health officials also emphasize the importance of mask fit. They recommend that the mask be close to your face, avoid large gaps near the nose, cheeks, and chin. With proper fit and certain fabric materials, double masking can produce similar effectiveness as that of an N95 mask considered to be the most effective of mask types. But it is important to not conflate the recommended double masking as simply adding more layers of cloth. The type of material and fit are key in the effectiveness of masking. That's so important. 
important. So for example, the average homemade single layer fabric mask is about 50 to 60% efficient. The basic surgical mask is about 60 to 70% effective at protecting others and about 50% effective at protecting the wearer, according to a study by Dr. Monica Gandhi at UCSF, who's an infectious diseases doctor and colleague of mine, as well as Dr. Lindsay Marr. In their research, they argue that combining two masks together can supply over 90% of protection from particles, closely resembling the level of protection from an N95 mask. So again, when it comes to masking, I actually had to travel recently and on a plane, although I do not recommend that I, I actually had to travel. And what I did is I actually triple masked where I wore an N95 as my base. I wore a surgical mask over that and I wore a cloth mask over that. Now, I'll be honest, breathing was a little difficult. And so that made me feel good because I knew that I wasn't uh, necessarily breathing uh, contents around me. I got to the airport very, very early and took my time walking to the gate and situating myself. Uh, and so I gave myself lots of time to make sure that I could uh, sustain myself in those three layers. And again, you're talking to a person who also has had two dose vaccines as well. So we have to continue to be vigilant and continue to be very, very, very mindful about not only masking, but I think double masking is so important at this point, especially with these new variants. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.